It is April 11th, and welcome to this edition of the Hockey North Show podcast. Randy Russin live from 45 Social in the Sioux downtown, which is our host site, and 45 Social, just one of the many sponsors that delivers the Hockey North Show each and every week to viewers here and there and out and about and all around. The other sponsors include... Uh, major sponsor Little Caesars with two locations in Sioux, Ontario, Churchill Plaza and Market Mall, Saladan Developments of Sioux St. Marie, real estate agent John Glavoda of Royal LePage, also the Croatian Corner, Dr. Kevin Caruso, Northern Superior Brewing, Pinnacle Hockey Management, Roars Jansen and the Wine Barrel, the Northern Ontario Junior Hockey League, from the NOJHL, the Blind River Beavers, Espanola Paper Kings, the Sioux Eagles and Sudbury Cubs, and from the SIJHL, the Cam River Fighting Walleye, and the Dryden Ice Dogs. And speaking of uh, those uh, two leagues, playoffs going on, semifinal series in both the NOJHL and the SIJHL. In the NOJHL, the Sioux Thunderbirds lead the Sudbury Cubs two games to one. Sudbury winning on Monday night. Game four goes tonight in the Sioux, and Timmins up on Powassan, three games to none. The uh, Rock can uh, wrap up that series with a victory tonight in Powassan. Over to the SIJHL, Cam River Fighting Walleye leading the Wisconsin uh, Lumberjacks, two games to none, and the Dryden Ice Dogs and Thunder Bay North Stars are tied up at a game apiece. And we have two guests on the show tonight, the newly minted head coach of the Sioux College Cougars, a varsity men's hockey team, Tanner Burton, and also Kyle Brick, the head coach and general manager of the Blind River Beavers of the Northern Ontario Junior Hockey League. We'll begin with uh, Mr. Burton, and first of all, Tanner, congratulations on your appointment. Thank you. Thank you very much, Randy. Well, it's a good transition for you. You're an assistant coach with uh, Mike Hall this past season. Uh, you played NCAA hockey at the D3 level. You you coached there as well, and now you've moved on from various coaching positions uh, in the NCAA and uh, locally in minor hockey and your season as an assistant with Mike Hall with the Cougars, now the head coaching job. Um, tell us how it feels. Oh, it, fe- it feels fantastic. Um, learning from Mike and his staff last season and just seeing what he's implemented and what he's built so far this year, I'm just I'm really excited to build on it and uh, and take this the program to the next level. Uh, Mike, Mike left me with one note, and I'll always remember it. He said, leave the program better than when you found it. And I'm going to hold that pretty close to me and and try and take this to the next, pro- next well, level. Well, knowing you for as long as I have, which goes back a few years, I have no doubt that you'll accomplish that, uh, young fella. And uh, your coaching staff, uh, you uh, there were some people that were on board with you last year, yep. uh, Toots Kovacs and uh, Matt Walker. And you're retaining those two individuals yep. as assistant coaches, but yep. bringing in some new blood as well. Yep, yep. Um, right now we have Alex Cruz uh, signed up. I've coached with him for the last uh, couple of years. Um, and Bantam and, and Midget are, I guess, U18 and U15. Um, Cody McClellan is going to get on board and help out with some off-ice um, things behind the scenes, along with Chris Hales. Um, he was a former Blind River yeah. Beaver as well. Um and then we have uh, Luke O'Brien, who's going to be helping right. out the women's team and former team. Sioux Thunderbirds player, yeah, Sioux Thunderbirds player. So, yeah, we have uh, we have a good mix, a very good mix. And like you said, Toots and Matter back, and and Mark Heber's going to stay on as an advisor. So, um, yeah, we have a, we have a great great staff. And of course, uh, we'd be remiss if we did not mention the uh, head scouting recruiter. Um, oh, the old yeah. goat himself, Charlie, yeah, Charlie Murray. Murray uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, Charlie. You couldn't fire him if you wanted to because he, <laughs> yeah. he wouldn't leave. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. No, Charlie's great. He's done a lot for the program, and, and we're excited. 
Okay, the, the, the Cougars coming off a season uh, this past season, Tanner, in which finished just above the 500 mark against some good American Collegiate Hockey Association uh, competition. And the team was shorthanded for much of the year, but still finished up uh, pretty well. Did well in the regionals before uh, finally exiting. Uh, some players returning for next year that uh, have given their intent on returning. Uh, let's begin with the captain, your heart and soul guy, the Cougar Pride uh, uh, men's uh, winner from your Sioux College Athletic Banquet. And really can't say enough about the kind of player and the kind of person that Caleb Wood is. Yeah, he, he's just the, uh, the perfect role model, right? He's like he's our captain for a reason. He'll be back. Um, yeah, he not only does he do well on the ice, like, I think he had 51 points, 25 goals, or uh, 25 goals, I think 22 assists yeah. or something like that for 51 points, just 25 games. So he's going to be a huge part of our team. Um, but he also leads the way in the classroom as well. So... Um, with younger guys coming in that can see how how actual professional does it. I call him a pro because he he does everything the right way. 100% he does. He sure is a fine young guy. Caleb Wood, former NOJHL player with the Sioux Eagles and the Sioux Thunderbirds. And I know Charlie's been beating the bushes trying to get players in from various outposts around Northern Ontario and and, and elsewhere. And uh, another player that, uh, well, a player that's coming back that was here uh, this past season, but not for long. Uh, Chase Muswagon, a top recruit last year from the Dryden Ice Dogs of the SIJHL. He had, I think, three or four points in four games to begin this season. He was a guest on the Hockey North Show podcast here early on, and then he suffered that um, concussion, ended up just uh, packing it in for the year, going back home to recuperate. I conversed with him not that long ago. He says he can't wait to uh, uh, be back in the Sioux and return to Sioux College and play hockey. So that's a a big addition right going into the season yeah we 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 only have two maybe three returning defensemen so there is room on the back end for chase to come in and and contribute if he's again if he's healthy and that's a major concern right with the with the head issue he told Um, me he's been cleared and he's good to go that's what he said so yeah so that's he's going to come to camp and we'll, we'll we'll evaluate him then and and we're looking forward to seeing him because he's a great defenseman. Great defenseman. So if he's at his uh, peak performance, he's going to be... Yeah, he, he should be a staple on our blue line. And you've got, uh, you know, other players uh, coming in for the spring skate. Uh, Charlie tells me guys like uh, Ethan Mercer from the LA Lake Red Wings of the NOGHL has signed up and Jackson Jocks, who played with the Dryden Ice Dogs last year and the SIJHL, big right-handed shooting defenseman. And really the reception... Uh, Tanner to the spring skate which is slated for June 3rd and 4th has been overwhelming Uh, Charlie tells me uh, I think in excess of 40 players have signed up 40 yeah about 40 skaters yeah Yeah. that says a lot about the um, attraction of your program for sure for sure I mean Sioux College is great academics right so and we've got a national championship under our belt at the division three level looking to do it at the division two level now so I think that buzz gets everybody on board and wants to try and contribute to that to our team's success well we appreciate you joining us on the show tonight Tanner it's always good to talk to you there's no doubt about that I've told you before I don't BS you're one of my favorite individuals of all time. Back from when you were playing double-A midget hockey in the Sioux and you made the Blind River Beavers, and I wrote about you a lot then. I talked about you a lot then, and I'm still talking about you, man. <laughs> and I really appreciate it, Randy. Thank you very much. I know you do, young fellow. And when we return, we're going to bring another old good dude from the North Channel down uh, visiting us. If you didn't know, Tanner's from uh, Echo Bay. We're going to go even further uh, into uh, downtown Thessalon. The pride of Thessalon is this young guy coming in and uh, 
the head coach and general manager of the Blind River Beavers of the NOJHL, the winningest coach in Blind River Beavers uh, franchise history. And uh, Mr. Cal Brick will join us in just a minute. And the Hockey North Show podcast is brought to you by our host site, 45 Social in the Sioux downtown. It's home to a men's clothing store, a barber shop, a bar and cafe, along with Lucy Rowe Clean Beauty. Uh, Little Caesars of Sioux, Ontario, also on board as a major sponsor with two locations in Churchill Plaza and Market Mall. And we thank Mike Flammy, as we always do, for his sponsorship of the Hockey North Show. We also thank Sales and Developments of Sault Ste. Marie, real estate agent John Glavoda of Royal LePage, the Croatian Corner, located at Bruce and Wellington in the Sioux's downtown area. Our mainstay sponsor, Dr. Kevin Caruso, back with us again. He continues to uh, sponsor hockey here in the Sioux specifically the Hockey North Show. Northern Superior Brewing, fresh local craft beer support, local support Northern, Pinnacle Hockey Management, Growers Jansen and the Wine Barrel, located next to the Sault Ste. Marie Museum, the Northern Ontario Junior Hockey League, also a sponsor, as our member teams, the Sioux Eagles, Wine River Beavers, Espanola Paper Kings and Sudbury Cubs. And from the SIJHL, we have the Cam River Fighting Walleye, and the Dryden Ice Dogs. And with us now, the head coach and general manager of the Blind River Beavers of the Northern Ontario Junior Hockey League. That is Kyle Brick. And uh, Kyle's been around the Beavers a long time now. Uh, totally turned the franchise around uh, several years back and in a franchise that has had pretty good coaches such as Jim Cappy and Todd Stencil. Uh, Kyle is the winningest coach by far in Blind River Beavers NOJ shell history and it's good to see you man yeah great to be here Randy it's been a long time yeah good to see you man and a good season for the Beavers regular season wise of 40 plus victories a second place finish in the very tough West Division uh, led by the Sudbury Cubs and uh, you guys in second close behind the Sioux Thunderbirds and then the Espanola Paper Kings getting into the fourth and final playoff spot and the Sioux Eagles in fifth spot and Elliott Lake in sixth and the two teams that missed the playoffs in the West Division the Eagles and Elliott Lake actually had more points than the team that made the fourth and final playoff spot in the uh, in the East Division. That's the French River Rapids, and hopefully maybe the league will look at uh, maybe changing that, just having the top eight teams. Um, I won't ask for your comment on that because I'm not uh, I'm not uh, keen on uh, adding to the uh, to the fine pool of uh, the commissioner. But uh, let's talk about. Uh, the Beavers, uh, the great news was a great regular season, and um, yeah, just talk about it. Yeah, you know, uh, we started off really hot this year, to be honest. I think we started off 9-1, and one and you know, we were firing on all cylinders, and then, you know, had a few up and down, uh, you know, games in November, and, you know, after Christmas when we really got hot, I think we went 25-1-2 or something along those lines, and, you know, we were really excited to head into the playoffs, and then, uh, you know, we met a... We met a team who was a little bit more experienced with uh, nine returning guys from a national championship did, and, you know, they kind of humbled us pretty quick. So that was frustrating, but, uh, you know, we just continue to build on the program here, and we're really happy with the 42-win season. You've uh, been there a while now, and you've entrenched yourself in Blind River as the hockey boss over there, and there was a time, Kyle, not long before you arrived where the Beavers went a full season without registering a single victory and actually made the playoffs because everybody made them then. I think they had one tie in 56 games or whatever it was and didn't take you long to turn it around and uh, you've made the the Beaver franchise one of the most uh, enviable ones, not only in the NOJHL but in uh, Canadian uh, junior hockey and uh, 
I guess when you have the kind of success that you've had, it does make recruiting somewhat easier? Uh, yeah, recruiting has definitely gotten easier over the past couple of years. I think that uh, regardless of the results in the regular season or playoffs, whatever it may be, we just continue to build on our program. Um, you know, we've added quite a few new aspects uh, this year with uh, strength and conditioning coach and we're really into video and more things nowadays. It's, it's a full day for every kid who, who becomes a beaver. So, um, you know, so... And, and our kids are our best recruiters, right? So yeah. when, when they talk to other kids about, you know, what it's like up in Blind River, you know, it's 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 hockey from, you know, 8 a.m. To, to 6 p.m. And then you've got your community service. So we, we're really taking a lot of pride in the program we're building and, and just, uh, you know, we're not fooling anyone. We know what our job is and it's getting ready, people, getting players ready for the next level. So I think we've uh, done a pretty good job of doing that here. I would agree. And you know what, Kyle, back in the days, too, this is how... Hockey in the NOJHL has evolved when uh, Jim Cappy was coaching the team and then Todd Stansel. Those were secondary jobs for those guys. They commuted Cappy from the Sioux to uh, Blind River and Stansel from Elliott Lake to Blind River. And I think they practiced late at night. But uh, now you've got the program full-time. Uh, you're full-time and you've also got some good people helping you out. Yeah, I can't say enough about the people I have with me from, you know, Dylan King and Jamie DeZano and, and Craig McDonald and you know Derek Bates, my trainer. You know scouts Jamie Bernier. Like we, you know those guys give. It is secondary jobs for those guys, right? So they give their time. It probably costs them to be part of this program. Um, but you know, for me, I wouldn't be able to do the job I do or have the success I have. Um, you know, as a head coach without any of those guys. So, you know, they, they allow me to, to worry about the things I need to worry about and they take a lot of weight on their shoulders as well so that so that we can be a well-oiled machine. And, you know, I, I, I honestly can't thank them enough for what they've done for me in this program. Kyle, we all know the, the effects that COVID had in general on the population throughout the world. And, you know, in this case, the NOJHL and parts of seasons were missed and... Uh, you know, the way things went, there was the bubble and everything else. And you know what? Uh, there was a limited attendance and everything else. Uh, I, I noticed around the NOGHL in some centers, maybe attendance wasn't quite what it was before COVID. In the case of Blind River, has it come back to where it was before or is it still a little bit off? Yeah, it's still a little bit off, Randy. Um, it started to get a lot better um, in our last month of the regular season, to be honest. We started turning in, you know, numbers of 300 plus, and, and, that, and that's good for us. Like, that's a good number yeah. that we're happy with. But, uh, you know, you, you said at COVID, we're, we're still suffering the effects of that because we decided to play mm -hmm. and give the kids a home, one of four teams in the league or whatever it was with the Thunderbirds yeah. and Rayside Belfort. We put ourselves in some financial difficulty, and we're still trying to climb out of that from, you know, that season. So, you know, we, uh, we continue to grind and we continue to, you know, try and make this uh, a fun place to play for everyone and, you know, be a small town market who's successful. You look at, so you, we talked about the coaches that you have helping you out and the trainers and your staff, but you've got the people out there, you know, your volunteers and your board and they're out there pounding the pavement and they're going to sponsors and uh, trying to, you know, doing their best to keep the team financial, the franchise financially uh, Viable, you must have a, a ton of good sponsorship in the area. Yeah, we we really do. With and without our community sponsorship, I'll be completely honest. We don't we don't have a hockey program in Blind River, and without the you know the people within our organization, the volunteers, the board members, you know, we it just wouldn't work. So 
you know, they, the, the, the stuff they take on and, you know, have to do away from their own jobs and their own families to make sure that, you know, we have a program in Blind River and, and a successful and competitive one is, is unbelievable. And, you know, once again, I can't thank them enough. So um, those people are, are a big part of our, uh, our success. Uh, Kyle, one of the many highlights that the team had during the regular season, uh, it was late in the regular season and it happened to be down in, in, in Timmins. Uh, watching our great nephew play hockey, uh, and uh, you were playing the uh, the Timmins Rock, and uh, Timmins now in the uh, East Division Finals, and one of the better teams uh, right now, well, one of four teams left standing in the NOJHL, and a powerhouse team, and well coached by uh, Brandon Perry, who's, who's, who's a good guy, and that's a good program up there in Timmins, and uh, you know what? Uh, it showed a strength of the roster that you assembled in the Beavers uh, team that you waxed the uh, Timmins Rock pretty well up there. Yeah, actually, I think we ended up going three and one against them this year. Yeah. We, we had quite a bit of success against the other side, like except for Hurst. You know, Hurst had our number. They beat us in a shootout. And they beat us in overtime. But um, you know, I, I said it all along. The West Division was a meat grinder. Yeah. Uh, every game, there was no easy nights. Like even Elliott Lake and last place, yeah. like they, they beat us four times this year. Wow. You know, so um, and I think. That speaks to, you know, maybe Timmins not being ready for us that night yeah. when we laid it to them. You know, they, they don't see that every night, you know, and and we were a little bit battle-tested, but, you know, they, they continue to turn out a successful program with Brandon at the helm there. And, you know, we... Uh, we like playing the other side. Yeah. Like we we want we want to change and we want to play different opponents and, and good teams and they're 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 really special. But uh, you know if if you had to ask me who, who wins the championship, it's a West Division team. You look at uh, that East side over there and uh, Timmins and uh, what The Rock was able to do with Brandon Perry and comparing to the West side apples and and oranges. But you look at you know no easy games on the West side and. With all due respect to the teams, the bottom three teams in the uh, uh, East Division. So when Timmins wasn't playing Hurst or Poisson, The Rock was playing French River, Kirkland Lake, and uh, Cochrane. And those three teams combined had fewer wins than Elliott Lake, which finished last in the West Side. So I can see where you're coming from. The, the West definitely more battle scarred. Yeah, and you know what, I, I, all those guys in those programs, you know, I, I, I love them. Uh, Paul and French River, a lot of yeah, respect yeah, for that guy. We, 100%. We speak weekly, and, you know, and, and he had a tough time this year. Yeah. And, and I get it. Young team. Yeah. A young team, and, you know, I'm the last guy that's going to be, uh, you know, pointing fingers because I know this program went through that. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully those guys can uh, get together and have good recruiting seasons and kind of, you know, balance out the competitiveness over there. But, uh that's got to be hard for the top teams in the East, right? You know, you have two games against them, and then you got to play a tough game, so you're on your heels a little bit. But, you know, it's... Uh, I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm quite surprised that Timmins is in the position they are against Powassan. I thought Powassan, you know, Me too. big and strong, pushed back a lot. Uh, you know, we had success against them, but they uh, they were a good hockey team. I uh, expected that series to be a little bit closer. Well, right now it's 3 nothing for Timmins, but I was talking to Brandon Perry, uh, yesterday he said there's a reason why it's a best of seven not a best of five and he hearkened back to last year in the NOJ Chill Championship Series when Hurst had a seemingly insurmountable three games to none lead over the uh, Sioux Thunderbirds and the Thunderbirds came back to win the next four I think all by one goal too so you know what it's um, 
that's the, it, it speaks well for the league and the competitiveness for sure. Uh, Kyle, before we let you go, I know you've had some time off now since the Beavers uh, season ended and a great season it was uh, for you guys. Uh, now, what do you do for the summer now? I mean, uh, obviously, besides a little bit of R&R, there's a lot of uh, R&R recruiting and recruiting, right? Yeah, you know, I'm, uh, I'm taking a couple weeks off here, kind of, you know, you know, regrouping, analyzing kind of what went, what went wrong for us as a team. But, um, you know, I'm heading to Trenton, Michigan in a couple weeks for a showcase, and then we have our our spring camp in Ottawa-Saga and Alliston coming up, and then, you know, I'm in Toronto, I'm in Ottawa, I'm, I'm all over trying mm-hmm. to find... Uh, you know, trying to find a hockey team for next season. And in between, you'll find me at here on Pines Golf Course with Kevin Kane. With Kevin Kane, yeah. yeah. You guys do have the best, of, you guys have the best uh, summer around. I mean, uh, uh, have you seen Kevin Kane or Kyle Bricker? Well, I haven't seen them, but they're probably golfing somewhere. Yeah. One's getting paid to be there and yeah. one's paying to be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah pretty much. Kaner's got the good gig, doesn't he? Oh, he does. He's got a great gig and he's good at it. And he even, you know, he sucked me in to be in the marshal and the starter oh. on some days and, and helping out around there. But, uh, you know, it, it's a family atmosphere out there here on Pines, so we have a great time there. One of the best courses around, and Kaner's doing a great job. Well, good catching up with you, uh, Kyle, and say hi to our buddy Craig McDonald. We haven't seen him in a few years. I like uh, good old Craig. I saw him in the parking lot in the, in the mall, I guess, a few weeks back. I hadn't seen him for a couple of years, you know, with COVID and everything, and I always like having Craig on the show, and Craig's always been a, a good guy to talk to and a big part of your organization. Yeah, no, he's he's been my right-hand man since the start of it, and obviously he's had to take a little step back with, uh, you know, the birth of his two children, yeah. uh, Freddie and, uh, and Charlie. Charlie, but, uh, you know, they're growing up now, too. He was able to actually get on the bench a couple games in the playoffs, and, you know, he... He, we lost both those games, so he said he was done. But, uh, you know, we'll get him back involved. Here he soon. always says that. He's been your right-hand man since you guys were skipping class at Central Algoma, no? <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Kyle, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. We also thank uh, Tanner Burton for joining us tonight. And our producers on the show tonight, uh, Stephen Jansen and Mary Desimone. We may as well give her a plug. I mean, uh, she does a good job as a server over here. And all of the sponsors, of course, for bringing us the Hockey North Show, bringing you the Hockey North Show right here. Uh, from uh, 45 Social each and every week. Uh, and, and if you're wondering where Brad Cacciamilio is, uh, he hasn't been fired, uh, I mean, yet, but I mean, no, no. Uh, we gave Brad the night off tonight because we had good guests in here and uh, we thought, well, we'll give Brad the night off and it also uh, frees up a little bit of money for us to have a, spend uh, Brad's uh, talent fee on a few beers here tonight at uh, 45 Social. This is... I said it. Randy Rustin, thank you very much for listening and have a very good, uh, good night.